Hey, and welcome to the Stanton Law Podcast. This is your host, Josh Joel, counsel at Stanton Law. We're here today to address relevant and timely issues that are top of the mind of employers as our world continues changing. So let's dive straight in. On today's episode, I have with me my colleague, David Adams, who is the chair of our transactional department here at Stanton Law, uh, to talk about a topic which I get questions about all the time from the startups and the entrepreneurs that I work with in my practice, which is the top things that entrepreneurs really need to know when they're getting started with their business. What are the first steps they need to know as they start out with their small business? So David, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, If you could just say hello to everybody and introduce yourself. Well, hello, everybody. I had a great time on my first uh, podcast. And so uh, Josh has either taken pity on me or uh, no one else signed up. So I'm back for another episode of uh, Transactional Law and look forward to talking to you guys. Um, I've been practicing uh, in this area in one form or fashion for uh, almost 20 years at this point and uh, hope to use that experience to help you and your clients eliminate uh, a lot of the transactional issues that uh, Josh and I in particular seem to see over and over again. So uh, appreciate you inviting me back, Josh. Well, David, I actually brought you on because of your wisdom and expertise, not because I had pity. But uh, anyway, so David, let's, <laughs> let's jump right in. What is uh, when when a company, or a, a, a young entrepreneur, or a person who is looking to launch a product or launch an app or any sort of new startup? What are the first things they should be considering uh, when they are starting to incorporate their business? Well, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but I like to begin at the end. Um, Think about what happens when you have made a ton of money, business is going great guns, and you're either going to dissolve, sell, or um, take some other sort of corporate uh, event to grow or eliminate the business. And so specifically, I want to start with how are we going to dissolve the business? And More importantly, what happens if there is a conflict between the founders or the investors? Um, This is an issue, um, and I I give this advice um, directly against my own personal interest because, uh, as Josh knows, because he helps me on many of these litigation files, um, when there is an operating agreement or a business that does not have a clear resolution process, that's really when... um, we get involved and it costs a lot more on the back end to uh, fix those resolution issues than it, than it really should if everyone just took a little bit of time on the front end to address what can happen um, at, the, at the conclusion of the business. So, David, when, when a, a startup is considering that, obviously they need to go to the secretary of state or someone to actually incorporate their business. Is that something that they need an attorney to help them with? No, I, I really don't think that they need an attorney to do that. Um, creating a limited liability company under the Georgia or Tennessee or New York or um, any state except uh, usually Delaware Secretary of State's office is very easy and straightforward. Uh, you can pay a couple of hundred dollars in each of those states, and in you know one to three weeks, you have your limited liability company where you really do need a lawyer uh, and where uh, a lawyer like Josh or me or any of the other lawyers at our firm uh, can really help startups and founders is by drafting what's known as an operating agreement, 
um, in a limited liability company or uh, bylaws in a uh, corporation that governs um, the dissolution, the resolution uh, between uh, competing interests, what the tax are, issues are, um, whether there are any non-competes, uh, a whole list of uh, issues that pop up. And that's really when someone like uh, me or Josh or anyone else at the firm uh, can really add a lot of value. And it's very inexpensive at the front end. So David, when you mentioned that there's LLCs versus corporations, operating agreements versus bylaws, uh, if I'm not using a lawyer and I'm going to the Secretary of State's website to start my business, how do I know whether I should set it up as an LLC or a corporation? Well, I would tell you to contact uh, your tax advisors. Uh, I'm not an accountant, but I play one on uh, TV all the time. Um, Limited liability companies are a lot more flexible uh, than uh, starting a corporation. But that said, you can start a corporation and um, or an LLC and have it taxed um, as a what's known as an S corporation for a small or single member uh, corporation. So the entity acts as a pass through entity and any income or losses is directly attributable to the investors or the founders. So if you do have some tax issues or tax questions and you're not sophisticated in this area, that's definitely some some areas where we can help. And if it gets really, really complicated or outside sort of our normal startup process, uh, we'd be happy to recommend uh, some excellent startup accounts that we work with um, for me pretty much daily. But in general, the, the if it's a simple situation, the question is really a financial question, not so much a legal question as to whether to do an LLC or a corporation. Is that correct? That's correct. And so so when one is setting up an LLC or, or a corporation, why is it, aside from the, the dispute resolution, are there any other considerations that folks need to have when setting up an operating agreement or setting up the governance documents, the bylaws? What other basic things should they be considering aside from just how do we dissolve this company? How do we resolve disputes? Well, the first one is who owns what? I know that sounds very basic, but uh, a lot of times people just uh, form a entity with the secretary of state and then they don't reach out to a lawyer who actually documents who owns what interests in the underlying company. I I received a call uh, last week from a very uh, prominent startup And he sent me all of his uh, governing documents, which um, took two zip files. And uh, he didn't know how many board seats he controlled or what his ownership interest is or was. Um, And so uh, I know it sounds basic, but actually documenting who owns what is really important. And David, these, these operating agreements and bylaws, are they necessary to have in place in order to get funding, to open bank accounts? Uh, if you can maybe walk folks through uh, the steps uh, to practically open up their bank accounts and get funding uh, for a startup. Yeah, this is actually uh, harder than you probably think. Like if you walked into you know any of your large mega bank, I won't use any names, uh, and just said, hi, I've gone to the Secretary of State. Uh, of Georgia, I've created my entity, I'd like to open a bank account, Uh, they'll turn you away. Um, So you will need at least a governing document, a resolution appointing uh, whoever is going to manage the entity, the um, 
if it's uh, member managed, meaning the owners are going to manage the limited liability company, you need to have that clear in your operating agreement. And you need some type of consent resolution appointing the person who's walking into the uh, bank. And uh, you also will need a certificate of formation or a certificate of standing from the Secretary of State um, at, a, at a bare minimum. Um, many banks have form versions of these documents because they obviously want uh, the business, uh, but not all of them, and especially not the large mega banks. So if you're really new to this, um, I also make referrals to lots of um, good, hardworking community bankers, uh, bankers who um, often get um, lumped in with uh, traders uh, who, who are really not the same, and they can help startup in particular first um, first generation startups uh, get off the ground when it comes to opening a bank account and so you would advise a startup to go to the local community bank over one of the big names every day and so David I know that 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 uh, opening up a business starting a business when we get those calls that initial call saying hey we want to launch a business it's a very exciting time uh, for new entrepreneurs and and startups is there anything else? that you share with them or you think it's important for folks to know uh, as they get started and are contemplating opening up that business? So, yeah, I'll, I'll touch on sort of the the big five or six issues um, in addition to the, those two areas that I've talked about, the resolution uh, slash dissolution and who owns what. And um, th- those are who's going to handle the tax issues for the LLC. Um, so who is going to be the tax managing partner or member? What are the fiduciary duties? That means what are the owners going to own the company? Like a duty of uh, loyalty. Um, and uh, is there going to be uh, a contractual or implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing? Um, a lot of uh, new business owners uh, have other businesses, so they they want to make it clear how they can compete with others. Um, how you bring in new members? How do you raise more money? That's uh, in- incredibly important and pops up um, every day. Um, obviously, what law controls? Um, where would a lawsuit be started? Um, and, and how do you how do you resolve any of your disagreements between the members? as to whether to pursue a lawsuit. And importantly in Georgia, uh, this is one areas of Josh's expertise, are there any non-competes? Um, sometimes uh, operating agreements contain uh, non-compete clauses that prevent the members from investing in this type of business and then walking over and starting another business that directly competes with it. So um, those, those are all important. And then finally, uh, what's the corporate governance structure going to be? Is, is there going to be a board? Uh, are the owners going to operate everything? And then what are the powers of those um, owners and members? Um, can they uh, enter into contracts? Can they enter into contracts uh, over a certain amount? How are they appointed? What happens if uh, somebody uh, gets hit by a bus? I mean, those are all sort of the basic um, foundational issues that uh, founders need to uh, work through in an operating agreement. And it's always important to do it at the front end because once there's uh, real money involved, reaching those agreements where one person has to give up something in order for something else 
they, they get mo- a lot more protracted and expensive. And of course, the most important thing is that all of this is to make things easier, not harder, and to clear the deck so that the business can operate in a way where they can actually move forward, build a business, make money, and and really be successful. Not to make things more complicated, but actually just to be proactive on the front end to be sure that things are clear so that there is the space in which a business can really grow. Before we wrap up, that's just that's just such a good point, and I, and I don't want that to get lost in the the end of the process. I mean, Josh, you've heard my speech that I don't think founders should be talking to lawyers. We need to do this stuff quickly and get them making sales, uh, not talking to lawyers. And once you get the corporate uh, governance uh, handled on the front end, they can redirect their efforts toward doing what's most important, and that's generating revenue for the new business. Right. And that's, and that's a great point. And with that, uh, to everyone listening who's getting their business off the ground, uh, best of luck to you. And feel free to reach out if there's any questions or issues uh, to get yourself started. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. You've been listening to the Stanton Wall Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast to get notifications of new episodes. And follow me on LinkedIn, where I post short legal updates on a regular basis. If there are topics that you want us to discuss, please feel free to email me directly at josh.joel at stantonlawllc.com. Please bear in mind that the information we discussed today is informational only and does not constitute legal advice. If you have any legal questions or are looking for more information about any of the topics we've discussed or anything that has to do with your business, the attorneys at Stanton Law can help. Check us out at stantonlawllc.com.